Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. Today we have Nicole Nick Morris on the show. Now, Nicole, let me just talk about her intro just a little bit and introduce her um, because she's a super powerhouse woman who has this amazing business that I really want you to know about. Nicole started her business with her husband, Ron, and that's when she started Lucy Pearls in 2019. Yes, right before the pandemic, uh, after she retired from the Union Pacific Railroad. Now, Lucy Pearl is the name of Nicole's mother, uh, Shirley Lucille, who was affectionately known as Sweets. Nicole used the collected recipes of her mother to bring to life five generations of recipes, including the award-winning Betty Lou, named after her great aunt Betty's famous sour cream pineapple coconut cake. Nicole and Ron debuted at Eleonora's Farmer's Market with their signature product, banana pound banana pudding cake. Sounds amazing. Now Nick has grown her bakery to a seven-figure corporation and is growing by leaps and bounds here in Houston, Texas. And she's here to tell us all about it. But I wanted to bring Nick to the show because I wanted to really give you some more ideas of creating businesses. You know, when we're thinking about businesses, we're thinking about, you know, manufacturing or retail or selling a product or something like that. But Starting a business, a successful business, can also be start from a hobby, something that you're passionate about, like baking. And Nick is definitely an example of that. So, without further ado, I I want to introduce Nick to the show. Hi, Nick. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am doing well, thank you. How are you? Awesome. Baking lots of cakes. I hope. And pie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're we're gearing up. Yes, ma'am. Well, I wanted to bring in the show just to, because I know you had a, a journey, a story, and I was really drawn to your story. You weren't like a baker from birth, right? This kind of just came and just, I don't know, just plopped in your lap, this amazing opportunity, and you just went with it. Can you yes. share a little bit about that? Yes. So I retired from the railroad. Uh, was in the field. So I, I was the highest ranking African-American uh, female for Union Pacific in 157 years in the field. So uh, rapid response, uh, dealing with uh, crew members, getting on trains. I traveled the system uh, with my last assignment being in California. So when I retired in 2018, we actually moved back uh, to Houston and uh, did a little traveling, you know, that that initial I'm retired. What do I do with myself? And I found that I really wasn't ready mentally to retire. I, I still had something left in me to do and uh, didn't know what it was. 
And uh, through the, the through the church, we had an opportunity to bake for a family or a friend who was our best man. He passed. And uh, I have a really good relationship with my pastor. He's like, you know, Sister Morris, we're going to need you to go buy some cake for uh, for the Kirk Baltrip family. And it's like, absolutely not. My mother has these recipes. I'm going to bake these cakes. He goes, well, do you even know how to turn on an oven? Because I've been in corporate. I've been a corporate girl out in the field working. So they had not seen, even close friends and family hadn't seen that side of me. So stepped out on faith, baked the cakes, pulled the recipes. Some of those recipes were written on back of envelopes and you had to figure out what really was a scoop of something. And it was a really big hit with the family. So got great feedback to, you should start a business, even if you moonlight a little bit, you know, check it out. And we thought about it for a little bit. And uh, I have a really good friend who also has a small bakery business. And I was sharing her, sharing with her B, uh, I was sharing with B uh, what, you know, what the feedback was. And she goes, you know, the easiest way to figure out if it's a go is go to the farmer's market. You'll get immediate feedback. You know, I'll pitch, I'll, I'll, I'll lend you my tent and my table, spend your 35 bucks and just see. And we did that. We did the little bunts and uh, we sold them for $5 a piece. And we sold out literally in 30 minutes. I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Mint Wave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, Contact me at bcmbelove.com forward slash com. Wow. It was was amazing. It was just Mm -hmm. such an amazing event for us to just say, wow, maybe we are onto something, but I'm, I'm kind of a skeptic said, well, maybe it's just beginner's luck. So let's go again. And we baked more. We doubled up on a baking and we sold out. We were sold out before the, the market was scheduled to close. And we did that week after week. We never could catch. And, and come home with product. We always sold out. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And, you know, then we started picking up different farmers markets. My husband would go to one on Saturday. I would go to one. We would do a couple on Sunday. And before you know it, we had a pretty strong following where people were now ordering whole cakes from us and picking them up from the farmer's market. And we did that for about three years. And then we had an opportunity to go into uh, a brick and mortar, kind of a, a hybrid brick and mortar with the food hall at Post Houston downtown, uh, which is a billion dollar re- uh, revitalization at the Barbara Jordan post office. And we've been there for uh, eight months. So uh, uh, November will be a full year. And it has been well received, you know, just from all walks of uh, background across the country have come to visit us. It has been a truly amazing. Wow, your journey is amazing. And I love how you had a friend. You had a friend that kind of supported you in the beginning, Sage and I. Yeah. Very well. She makes a mean cheesecake, gluten-free, sugar-free cheesecake. Yeah. And that I, uh, my husband hunted her down for my birthday to make one for me, which is amazing. But, you know, it's about collaboration. You started with collaborating with someone who was kind of in the field that showed you like, hey, yeah, it couldn't be got done. And a lot of uh, people, what I see is that we we are kind of stuck in our in our mind, like oh, you know, like you said, oh, maybe it just worked one time. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, I just got lucky that one time, or or you know, I'm really not a baker, but you really had a gift inside, a gift inside, and I'm glad you didn't quit. A lot of people retire 
And then they think that their life is done. They sit down in a rocking chair, watch TV, and the rest of their life is pretty much gone. But you did have a burning desire within you to keep going. I'm so grateful that you're here to share that, hey, you know, there is life on the other side of retirement. Correct. You found your niche. You found the niche and it's expanding. Now you're expanding beyond the post now, right? Correct. That is that is correct. We are actually uh, later on today, we're actually meeting with uh, another baker that we're looking at maybe purchasing uh, that will give us some more footprint on the wholesale side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do really good on the retail. Uh, about 10% of our business comes from wholesale. Uh, about 80% comes from just walk-in retail at the, the shop. And then another 10% comes from catering jobs. So we're looking to cross over and still maintain that uh, brick and mortar retail side of it, but really get into the catering and the wholesale side. And right. so looking for a bigger footprint as far as where we can bake and how we can store uh, and make sure that we're delivering a good product all the way through our, our entire system. Well, this is a global network. And I, one question I want to ask you, is there a way to uh, bake and ship your cakes and pies to different places in the world or country? So we do ship in the U.S. Uh, right now, the shipping freight, has, the shipping cost has been just so high. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are really pushing our customers to do uh, items that do not require uh, dry ice because there's been a dry ice store, uh, shortage in the country. Uh, but we do, we are able to ship a whole cake, put it in dry ice and get it to you literally in 24 hours. Oh, love it. Love it. Love so, it. So yeah, we've got a couple of customers in Florida that order religiously. They are, Luke has been awesome. <laughs> he calls and goes, Hey, I need, I need a banana pudding cake. Can you put one in the mail? So it's been really great. So now you're, you're looking at different opportunities to scale, scale. That's what I hear you saying. You don't stay in one spot. You, you started with the farmer's markets. Then you started with your own store and you're buying other companies. You're shipping around the world. You're always, always looking to the next level, which is what I love about you and your vision and your business as well. Now you work with your husband. How's it working with Ron? Tell, tell us a little bit about Ron. I haven't met you him. Know, he- Oh, you haven't. Okay. So Ron is phenomenal. Um, we've been married for 35 years and, you know, we've got six children together and, you know, he's my best friend. And when I don't see something, he's able to really pick that piece up and really kind of navigate that part of it. Uh, at one point we were carpooling every day. Um, just because it's just one, it was convenient. Uh, but two, that gives us that alone time where the phone is not there and we can really kind of talk in that 45 minute drive on some things that are going on. Um, but he does the deliveries. You know, when I first started, um, uh, when we first started, he was the, the go to the store, do the dishes, help me get things packaged. And today he does that, but he does it on a bigger scale with the staff. You know, let's make sure that the presentation is correct. You know, I have to deliver the cake. Let's make sure that the box is secure. He's teaching along the way also while having that position, that key position in the business to deliver the cakes. So whenever I say a delivery driver, it really is Ron. Ron does 99% of the deliveries. I'm not allowed to deliver the cakes. I can bake them. He was like, I got the delivery part. Okay, great. Well, it sounds like you two have a great working relationship and you're able to communicate. Communication is so important. Yes. Coach, I'm always talking about the value of communication, especially in relationships. And that is one thing that really holds relationships together when you are able to talk. It sounds like uh, you both complement each other. 
yes. on different areas where you're not strong, he is. And when areas he's not very strong, you are. So that creates a great collaboration and bond, I'm sure, between you two that allows you both to continue to rise. Yes. It's so important within the business. Now, I also heard you say that you had six children. That is correct. I have five sons and one daughter, the princess. Good morning. Welcome, Molly. And yes. are, they, are, are they a part of the business as well? Are you teaching them? Are you developing them? To all uh, They have not participated on a day-to-day part of the operations. Uh, all of them have their careers. They've done very well um, in their individual careers, and they're pursuing that. Whenever I've needed a, a extra pair of hands to, to make a delivery, they've, the, the boys have stepped in. Uh, but for the most part, the day-to-day operations, they're hands off. They're like, go for it, mom. If you need some more money, just let us know. You know, one of my uh, big contributors was my oldest son. He, when I gave him my vision and said, okay, I'm a couple dollars short. I don't really want to necessarily liquidate personal finances. He wrote us a check, mm. which was really, really awesome. He was like, you know, pursue it. You know, you, you're teaching us that it's okay to live your dream. It, you're teaching us that it's okay to pursue what makes you happy. And that's been, you know, been great with my relationship with the children. They've been extremely supportive uh, of, of Lucy Pearls. That says a lot about you. And it also says a lot about your husband and to have children who are willing to support you to the point where, Hey, you don't need any support from anyone else. And now what I, what attracted me with you is that you always have a servant mindset. You're always serving and giving. And when anybody needs anything, you call Nick. She has a connection. So we're going to help you because she wants to see other companies and other business professionals to grow. Absolutely. And that's what draws people to, to you is your servant mindset. You have an answer because you meet so many people along the way. I'm sure that your, your network is vast and, and huge. And so um, what, what prompted you to, to think that way and always think about other people? Well, you know, I guess it starts with, you know, information is free. And I, I was put into a kind of a u- unique position on the railroad where being a female and an African-American female, I wasn't always invited to the table. And so it was, it was uh, something that spurred in me to make sure that the next ones that come up behind me have a greater opportunity. And so it started years ago with just passing free information, just people have the ability to do better when they have all of the information or as much information that's out there. So I believe in being a conduit. Um, If I don't know it, or if I'm unsure, I've built a very strong uh, social capital that I can pick up a phone and call um, Tony over at NIA, or I can call B in her bakery. I can call some business bankers just to be able to give people that resource to help them make the decision to be successful. Hi, this is Chrissy Love of BCMB Love, and I'd like to invite you to tune in to my show that's being aired on winwinwomen.tv every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 p.m. UK Time to get public speaking tactics that can be used to increase your communication skills in a way that will up-level your career and your life. Ooh, I love it. And I'm going to backtrack to your position at the railroad. And mm-hmm. what I like to 
or what I heard you say is that being a female and a minority, you were not invited to the tables. I've been there. I know how that feels. Yeah. You have all the e- education, you have the experience, you you have the uh, seniority, you know, seniority in the company, but you're not invited. You're singled out. Uh, you can have all the skills and everything going for you on, on your end, but um, you still have a lot of things that have stopped you along the way. And that could be people who just don't include you. How did you deal with that? You know, you just, you, you, you learn to build your, your intellectual capital for sure. You know, you just always put yourself in a a learning position. And that's how I always approached it with, with my uh, managers that wherever I wanted to go or wanted to do within the organization, I wanted it to be in a position of learning because that checks the box for my intellectual capital. And as I climbed the ladder, I made sure that my social capital was strong. So I built a network where I had, Again, I did not know everything. I didn't come from a generational uh, family of railroaders, just like bakers. So I had to rely on someone else's knowledge to be able to be successful. So I made sure that my social capital was strong. And I do that now in, in the networking field. You know, networking works. It may not net you a profit today, but that person, every person that I've come in contact with, within six months to a year has been able to help me either on the intellectual side or even the financial side, but they've been able to help me grow my business. Oh, I love that networking. That's another thing I talk about a lot is continue to network. I always feel one day, I mean, every day with people that I'm just, you know, introducing myself to takes only about 15 minutes, but be in a position and work toward networking and finding and meeting as many people as you can because each person you meet knows about 10 other people right someone knows something that can help me along the way and uh if you're diligent and committed into doing that and following through and uh, just sticking with it for a long time it can be difficult meeting people all the time you're like oh is this ever going to work but the rewards will come back sooner or later so I'm, I'm glad that you talked about your social, how do, what do you call it? Your social, my social capital. I believe there's, I believe that there's three capitals that really all CEOs or business owners or owners have. They have the intellectual side, which is the artist part, knowing how to bake, how to put it in a box and get it out. Then there's the social capital. Who's going to help you move it? You know, it may not be a husband in your business. It may be a driver or a company that you have to hire to deliver or even staffing. You know, we've had to use temp. Uh, agencies. And I've got a very good relationship where I've been able to uh, share that information with other businesses that are having staffing issues. And then there's the, then there's the monetary, you know, we always think of capital, you know, there's a money part to that, but if you don't have the first two, the money part's never going to work. So, you know, and, and you have to make sure that you prioritize that. So, you know, I work on the intellectual, I'm always learning something where, you know, YouTube university, you know, we're always looking at different products, what works, what doesn't work, you know, always building our network, you know, who, who can we meet? Who can, who can we help celebrate a baby or birthday or wedding? Um, or I may not, like I said, I may not be able to, uh, utilize you in the business today, but maybe, uh, a friend might be able to that starting a business or a trucking company that I do business with, you know, it's just being a conduit. So it doesn't come and stay. It comes and passes through. And just, I'm just a firm believer of that. 
Uh, awesome. That's why you are so successful. And I absolutely love it. And Nick, can you just give our, you've given so much information so far, but three tips that our viewers or listeners can take with them that will help them to really work within their passion and find something they love to do and make it a success as they scale it up and scale it up and then come to serve mindset and help other people along the way. All right. So I guess the first one would be do your research. You know, don't just jump into the deep end and not really know what your competitors are doing, what the industry is doing, and really be honest about it because we can build a business plan and it shows roses, but you really have to show the truth of what the company is going to do. And that starts with the research. The second thing is if you have staff, trust your staff, empower your, your staff. You know, I am absolutely nothing without my staff, you know, uh, they, they come in and they see things that I may not see because I'm moving and I've got something on the agenda, but they're the ones that really make the success of Lucy Pearls because they're interacting with the customers, they're interacting with the product and they see those things. And so, you know, I trust them and I remind them every day and, and build their, their self-confidence that I trust them. And it's okay to make a bad decision. I can coach you through a bad decision, but I cannot coach you through a no decision. So make a decision. Mm -hmm. Um, and then accept the feedback from customers. The hardest thing for anyone who creates a product is to get negative feedback on your product. We're, we're an artist. We're sensitive about our, our, our things that we produce. But if you be honest with yourself again, and you look at the feedback that a customer gives you, if you have the ability to make some things right and correct it to improve your business, you have that ownership to do that. Um, and then, uh, build your network. You know, I talked about the three capitals. I cannot say how much, you know, going back to B and encouraging me to do the farmer's markets. It was someone that I trusted that in my corner of the world, I call it the fab five. I have a fab five group. And so those are the five people that I trust. And they're going to give me honest feedback, whether I like it or not. They're going to tell me what's really the truth. And you need those kind of people in your camp. You don't need everybody always agreeing with you. True. True. You added so much value and, and you're, you're a strong leader. You're a strong leader. I like how you give the, you know, the ownership to back to your employees, your staff. And so they feel important and they feel a part of the company and the growth of the company as well. And when, mm -hmm. you, when your employees feel that way, they're, they're reciprocal to wanting to help you to make things right and help your customers as well and, 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 and create an environment that's energetic, that is fun to, fun to work with, and that you grow together. So I love that. And I'm sure as, as you grow, those employees that you have now are going to grow along with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, that makes, like I said, for a great leader. So I thank you so much, Nick, for just being on the show. But before I let you go, I want to know what is really lighting Nick up these days? Who do you have in the works? Oh, well, we just signed a deal with, well, recently we signed a deal with uh, Toyota Center to do the press kits for all of their artists. And we're in negotiations with, uh, oh, I can't even think of the name now. That's so bad. Uh, uh, Live Nation. So we're going to probably pick up 713 Music Hall, uh, the House of Blues and the Bayou. And we're trying to figure out the logistics for uh, the Aztec, which is in San Antonio. If we land that, then we will officially be a regional bakery. 
Wow. When you think of a bakery, ladies and gentlemen, when you think of a bakery, you're thinking of a, most people think of a, you know, a business on a spider street corner. Okay. But I want you to open your mind to the vision, the vision. And Nick is doing things that I've never in my life heard of from a bakery. You also work with the NFL, right? The NFL or yes. NBA. Think about the possibilities and who needs and uses cookies and cakes and pies. Not just the person going down the street, not just the person who has a birthday or an event coming up, but think of things on a bigger scale, open your horizon. And Nick is definitely a person who is doing that. So please follow her, get ideas and test things out and use them in your business to scale up and to expand. Again, thank Nick for being on the show. I, I truly thank you for, for all that you do, all that you do and all that you are doing to create an example for so many business and leaders that are thriving and entering this space today. Thank you so much, Chrissy. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on the show. It's, it's been an honor. Thanks again. Thank you.